This is Paul, host of Unpack That. Let's unpack that. So um, our first episode is available right now, uh, so you guys can go and listen to it shortly. Oh, what am I saying? It's already out. This is the track. So I'm getting better at this podcast thing. Or am I getting worse? I'm not really sure. Um, but this is our first episode of Let's Unpack That, the first official full-length episode, and this is Unpacking Juliana. So we're going to talk to Jules about what makes her tick, why she has anxiety, um, and why she behaves the way she does, and why sometimes her anxiety um, and just her general thought process about life manifests itself. So really looking forward to you guys listening. like we'll pop, like just okay yeah like we're already in it you know oh yeah you might want to pour yourself some yeah there, sir like i feel okay um, yeah so one time you said to me you were like lol also we're talking about rose colored glasses and we're drinking rosé is it is it is it we, helpful drinking apothic rosé and talking about your rose colored <laughs> glasses i feel like it's branding if anything no but one time you said to me you were like um mm. you were like I'm scared. You said something about like being along the lines of I'm be I'm scared that when I take the rose colored glasses off, like I'm still not going to be like happy or something along the lines of that. Before Jack moved here, I don't remember. Maybe I think maybe mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think there was like I had a legitimate fear of that. Of like we were long distance for a year and a half, then we got engaged and we're long distance for another six months. And then it was, okay, we're finally living together. And it was, my, the focus of my life was like, be together, you know? Right, 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 years, right, right, right. Be together. Everything will be perfect once you're together. And I knew that that wasn't reality. I knew that nothing could be perfect. However, that didn't stop myself from having perfect expectations. Yeah. So I was looking at life. Well, we could like unpack that in like Paul's, per- like, I mean, to be honest, like to you're a bit of a... You are a perfectionist, in a way. Oh. No, like you are. Yeah. Uh, uh, stay tuned, episode <laughs> four. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, in and of itself. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing you that can That I unpack. deal with. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why I'm a perfectionist. But, so, when... It... Like, I thought I was a perfectionist, and then I met you. <laughs> because I feel like I constantly approach my day with like I'm I, I'm, I'm a little bit self, self-deprecating I'm a little bit of a disaster but is that no. to make people more comfortable around my perfectionism yes yes, yes. Ugh. I don't know no but you are like no I thought I, no and that's not like a bad thing like I no, mean I know. there's pros yeah. and cons to it there's like I thought I was a perfectionist and then I met you and I was like wow but we can unpack that <laughs> this is someone who yeah um, as my direct report <laughs> <laughs> As the fact that I'm your manager, we need to unpack my perfection. Okay, but I knew that like long before you were my boss. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So when I when I think about like what I was going through and going through rose colored glasses and trying to figure out like the perfection of life once Jack is here, then right. all of a sudden he came here and it wasn't perfect. It, it wasn't perfect. Like my my relationship with him at that point felt perfect. 
Right. But then I was able to focus on the, everything else that was right. so not of the commute, of the parking, of the money, of the this, of the that. And I just like totally shut down and I felt like I hated my job and I wanted to leave and like I wasn't doing well. I was like still trying to be a good coworker, but I don't know that I was at that point in time or as good as I am now. Right. Um, so I found that that was like a very interesting piece of like my anxiety and something that I had to work through where now I feel like, okay, you know, I'm like getting in the groove now a little bit more. Like Yeah, I, I think you're pretty settled. Right. Like I, I'm feeling, I'm still an anxious person, well, right. but I still, I feel more settled now. In your so life. when I yeah. think about you and discovering that you had anxiety, like I don't know that I realized how much you had yeah. initially. I don't even think I did. Really? Yeah. Let's unpack that. Let's unpack. I Someone think this is a lot of people. Huh? I oh, I was going to say, the, 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 I was just going to say, play the theme music. But you. what? <laughs> Once we figure out what the fuck Once that's going to Once we figure out what the fuck that is. Um, so, yeah. No, but I feel like this is a lot of people. Like, you're like, oh, no, I'm fine. Like, I don't have anxiety. What do I have anxiety about? And then something hits you and you're like, oh, right. Yeah, maybe mm. I do have anxiety. Hmm. That's what I feel like I was for a really long time. And now I'm finally at the realization. I was like, oh yeah, like I have fucking anxiety problems. Yeah, like I think I realized that you own your anxiety. Yeah, now, now I do. But before I didn't. Right. Before I don't, I don't know what the like turning point was, but I, for the longest time I was like going to, okay, background about me. We should also probably do this, you know. We're going to do this at some point. Yeah. We might as well clock it in Like, now. background for each person. Yeah. I guess my, like, story would be that normal girl, whatever, my dad passed away when I was 22 uh, from Lou Gehrig's disease. And so, like, my entire college career, he was sick. Like, really sick. Like, I had, you know, there would be times when I would have to come home from being out I would have to take care of him. I'd have to lift him, put him into bed, lift him, put him into a wheelchair, like feed him. Like, I mean, everything you'd imagine about a sick person, like I did it. So when he got sick, I was seeing a therapist and she was like, I want you to be on medication. And I was like, I don't fucking need medication. Like, mm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Hmm. And then. Pause. Pause. What was your reason for saying no to medication at that time? Because I was like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need it. Mm. Like, there, I didn't feel like an anxious person. It so it wasn't like, a stigma against medication. Maybe. I mean, probably a little. Maybe yeah. a little. Yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> and I feel like everybody has that. Like, I don't need yeah. to be medicated. Yeah. I'm f like, what? Are you, mm -hmm. what? I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So she was like, No, you're going. You're going back to Penn State. You you're going to be away from your family while your dad is sick and dying and you're going to need to be medicated. And I was like, for a while I was like, no, I'm good. And then I was finally like, fine, I'll just like give up this battle and I'll just do it. So I went on medication and I felt great. Like felt very light, like whatever. And then I think, I guess over time, like I got adjusted to it and I felt, you know, great, whatever. So I've been on medic, I've been on surgery now for six seven years hmm. probably so yeah so like pretty much the time you started college yes yeah yeah like seven years probably wow yeah so 
And then there was a time where I was like, oh, I need to be off. Like, I'm going to... So a few months ago, I went to my therapist. And I'm like, I think I'm good. I have a boyfriend now. I'm moving in with him. I, you know, like nothing in my life is really wrong. I'm okay. Like, I think I can try and wean myself off. It's so funny because as someone who knows you... And I know that you reflect a lot. That's yeah. interesting that you made that statement to your therapist. Well, just interesting. I don't. I don't. I don't have an because opinion. Because personally, and like as a person, like, do you want to be on a medication for the rest of your life? No, I hate that I'm on medication right now. Right. So that's how I felt. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be on this for the rest of my life. I can handle my emotions. Right. As any person would feel. <laughs> yeah, but quickly <laughs> realized that uh, that was not going to happen. No. So. So, okay. So when I graduated, okay. So my dad died like two weeks before I graduated from Penn state. And then I left Penn state and was like, buh fucking bye. Like it was a really toxic era of my life. Unfortunately, college is supposed to be great. It wasn't. I mean, it was, and it wasn't. me no more. (laughs) (laughs) Lie on the fuck out of here. Good (laughs) fucking bye. Yes. So I mean, it was great. I met a amazing friends but also like it has very bad memories associated with it right good friends does not mean good experience correct good friends means good friends friends. yeah so i go to penn state this uh what last weekend because it was my little sister's graduation she graduated from penn state and i was like super anxious about leading about or i was super anxious going up to it like because i hadn't been back since there's a reason why i haven't been back since whatever what's your reason I just had shitty, you know, it's shitty memories. Shitty memories. Shitty experience. So, fast Fa- forward. I was like, family grief. Yeah. Like, too Some many reasons. shit happened. Yeah. 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 I just want that to, like, sink in, you know? Like, yeah. you chose to go there despite the fact that you had so many poor experiences there. And you chose to go there for your sister. So, you should be proud of that yeah. part, you know? Well, I, w- <laughs> I did chose to go there because my dad wanted me to go there. We can unpack that. Wait, you chose... No, I was saying you chose to go back there. Oh, 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 yes, yes. I think well, I we chose are to... Da- we are definitely going to talk at some point soon, episode five, about your dad encouraging you to go to Penn State. Right, okay. So then really I would... really interesting and could tie into yeah. anxiety as a, as a non-licensed <laughs> therapist. <laughs> Unlicensed psychologist. <laughs> yeah. As someone who cares about you, let's talk about this. Yeah. Okay. So anyway... Um, so so yes, so my sister's graduating. Of course I'm going to go like watch her graduate. My fucking dad isn't around to watch her graduate. I'm going to go support her. Like Mm -hmm. no shit. So I get up there on Friday afternoon and I like have never Mm -hmm. felt this type of like overwhelming, crippling, feel like I'm going to die anxiety. Right. Like, I'm sitting at lunch, I'm eating a burger, I'm sitting there, like, with Marissa, who's my little sister and my mom, and I'm sitting there, like, wanting to fucking die. Like, I'm sitting there just, like, with so much anxiety, I could explode. Right. And I'm trying to just eat this burger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, what, like, what, what was that feeling? So, for people who don't know. Right. Like, what was that feeling of, I want to die? Not like, I'm going to go kill myself. Right. Suicide and anxiety are are very different things. Very different things. And a lot of people think, oh, anxious and depressed people kill themselves. No. Yeah. And I'm not condoning killing, like, by any means. No. And I'm not saying that you're doing that. But I, but I think that some people just think if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, you have a tendency to commit suicide, which yes, people who tend to be depressed. It, Cause if, to I, if, also, no offense, if I felt that 24 seven for years on end, like, I, I don't know what I would, 
Probably. I, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, dead. So when I... Wow, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we've drank too much wine. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, no, dead. No. But okay. I, I know what you're saying. So like for... But some, some people... Like there's nuances with anxiety. Yeah. And so for you in that situation, like what was that anxiety feeling other than... Oh my God, I wish I were dead or I feel like I'm dying. Okay. You know, it was more like, I feel like I'm dying. I feel like I'm dying, which is different than I wish I was dead. Okay. So a little bit, a little fun fact about me. My anxiety seems to manifest itself in the way that I convince myself that I'm dying. Like I've convinced myself that I have an, a, a critic, uh, whatever, like a, 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 a critical. terminal, terminal, terminal illness yes. that I'm dying. I was, I was with you. Critical illness. <laughs> critical? Chronic. <laughs> I couldn't find Critical, chronic, critical, chronic. <laughs> critical, <laughs> chronic. She's terminal. She's serving. Mama. She's yeah. serving. Okay. So my anxiety <laughs> manifests itself in the fact that I think I'm actually dying. Like terminally yes. ill like, Juliana. Like let's, like uh, two months ago, I thought that I had leukemia and I thought I was dying and I was literally convinced myself that I was dying so much to the fact that I was actually having symptoms of like leukemia. Like I had weird like body pains around my body. Like I was reading about like symptoms of leukemia and I was actually having those symptoms. That's like Stockholm syndrome. No, like, it's like really fucking crazy. Yeah, like Stockholm syndrome is when you're held captive. Right, by so someone. when I so when I text my therapist. Yeah, wait, we're okay. gonna get there. But <laughs> Stockholm syndrome is when you're like so in it? No. Well, kind of, yeah. So, like, Stockholm Syndrome is when someone takes you hostage. And while they are your... While you are their hostage, you fall in love with them. Because it's, like, all you know. Hmm. So, like, in this situation, your anxiety is, like, who you fall in love with. It's, like, just... It takes control of you. Because you don't know anything else other than Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, when you're... And, God, I'm, again, not licensed. But, like... When you have that, like, Stockholm Syndrome men mentality, you're kind of just, like... You, like, succumb it, You to succumb it. to it. And it's the only thing that you know. So it's okay if that's the way you feel because that is how you rationalize. Like, this is the only thing affecting me at this moment. So, like, I get it. Yeah. In this way, I am, like, addicted to my anxiety. And, like, I'm addicted hmm. to this feeling, even though you're not. So you're going through this and you're feeling, like... No, like, I, I shit you not, I started developing feelings of, like, AL, like, I started developing the symptoms of ALS. Like, I was twitchy, my muscles were twitching, I felt weak, I felt short of breath. Like, all these things, like, if you were to go Google them, like, that's, like, all... And I was like, holy fucking shit, I'm dying. Right, and I, that is, when you say ALS, that's Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes, and I'm sorry, yeah, they're one and the same. No, don't apologize, I'm just yeah. it's, like, it's so part like, of, like, in my people mind, understanding how grief can manifest itself right. in anxiety so anyway fun stuff i oh go, God, totally go to I'm yeah glad we, i'm glad we've had wine so <laughs> thank fucking god so i go to the bathroom i have like i i'm like oh mom marissa excuse me just have to go to the bathroom like meanwhile i'm in my head like dying i go to the bathroom i text my therapist who i've been seeing now for five six seven eight years maybe and i go i'm not okay I'm on the verge of a panic attack and I don't get any answer. So then I have to call my mom in because I'm like non-consolable. Like I can't handle my like own emotions. Did you expect Her that answer? your therapist yes. would answer? 100%. How, how quickly? That was my question. Did you expect? I was expecting her to answer like 
Right away. Right. Like, I just sent you this text. This is my world right now. Right. Please be the and disclaimer disclaimer i have never texted my therapist that like i've never once been like i'm dying like i've never once given her an emergency thing but she's known you for seven eight years oh longer yeah so fully understanding that 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 this is not a normal this is yeah right the ambulance is coming yeah you know (laughs) right like this is not a normal fucking occurrence Mm -hmm. so like answer me Mm -hmm. i think that's important to like right frame up like it was a friday night it was a Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. It was like oh, fucking it, 2 p.m. Right. So Friday afternoon. You're working, honey. I know yeah. you are. I know you're mad at her, <laughs> but I want to set the stage for you of like yeah. why this is should be triggering for her. Because you're like, you're having a panic attack. You're in the bathroom. You're worried. You choose to text her 2 p.m. on a Friday. Before I even te- even mention like even b- before I even get my mom, because exactly. I because I wanted to like save my mom from that. Right. Yeah. Well, let's unpack saving your mom. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> as Paul makes notes, I am currently taking a note. I have things on medication, a college career, and saving your mom. So people are gonna love listening to this. Yeah, I'm, we're not trying to cause people to feel more depressed. No, but, but it's like it's being a- being aware of your emotions right and i think that that sometimes people are not necessarily aware of their emotions like for me when i was going through my panic attack i didn't realize that i was going through it because i had never had one before so when i think about you texting your your therapist on therapist therapist (laughs) when i think about you texting your therapist on a friday afternoon at 2 p.m you had never texted her before. There were many things that she could insinuate from that. So I want to be clear that this was not unique behavior for you. No, it there was. was unique. No, it was. <laughs> I want to be clear that this was unique, unique behavior for you. 100%. So, so when I think about what I would do as a licensed professional, I would be on my phone being like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So... She That's didn't answer. Correct. When did she answer? Monday afternoon via email. Four days later. Correct. Via email, not via even the e- way Yeah, not even via text. The way right. that I had communicated to her right. directly. So you're having this anxiety attack. You're currently in the bathroom. Your therapist hasn't answered you. What are you doing? Then I call my mom. Mm. She who is literally in the restaurant. I'm, but I'm in the bathroom. I was so she's, hysterical. She's eating her chicken parm. Like. Right. <laughs> she's eating her fucking burger. Like, she's just over here like, I just wanted the garlic bread. You know? <laughs> I, I didn't want garlic bread with like a side of my daughter's a fucking here. mess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I, and I didn't want to serve that to her. No, not right. interested in serving that. To her, right. Yeah, no, serve it up in a way to the person you pay for it. Uh, fuck but yeah. Our, but our mothers do not need D- to know. Yeah, correct. 100%. Yeah. So mom does not need to know that I'm a mess, you know, <laughs> right. or she's, when I'm a mess. She's already dealt with yeah. the mess of my father, like dying. Right. She doesn't need to deal with the mess of the, the aftermath. Right. Exactly. Okay. Although argument, we could unpack that. She should be aware. So, <laughs> um, so you call your mom. What happens? She comes in. I'm cause I didn't want to walk through the restaurant being an actual crippled, like hysterical mess. She comes in and I'm like trying to whatever. And she comes in, she calms me down slightly. I'm still like crying. We walk out of the restaurant. Marissa is like slightly annoyed, I can tell, which we can unpack, but we won't. Um, Marissa, who was graduating this Yes. Weekend. So, right. 
So then I... Way to steal the fucking show. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what she's thinking. Yes, that's what she's thinking. Anyway, so then I'm like, my shit gets together. Like, whatever. I somehow managed to keep myself together the rest of the weekend. So my therapist reaches out to me on Monday morning, or I'm sorry, Monday afternoon. She's like, let's have a a session tomorrow at 4.15. Great. Well, she clearly had time in her schedule. Yeah. Not like, time for texting. Not time for texting, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So I show up at my appointment at 4.15. I get no apology for the fact that she just totally fucking lost my text message. And um, she tries to start talking to me about like all these things, but she's not understanding like the unbelievable... like. I seriously felt like I was going to die. She was not understanding that. Like, as my psychiatrist, you should understand, like, the depth of my, like, despair. You should understand my anxiety. Right. And that's what I feel. I've been saying the word therapist. But this, there's a difference between a therapist and a psychiatrist. Like, this, Mm -hmm. there's a different level of training, a different level of expertise. And it's not to discredit a therapist because God knows I need and could use one. Um, Listeners. Send recommendations. Um, but when I think about when I think about you saying psychiatrist and choosing to word that to, to you when I think about you using the word psychiatrist, you are choosing to use the medical professional word of someone who should see this is respond. your fucking job, bitch. Right. Get see, on it. Observe, respond, take care, address, whatever the word is, that person should be there for you in those moments. And was not, and then as you were saying earlier today, when we were talking, she was trying to unpack parts of a previous, she was trying to unpack parts of a previous relationship. Yeah, that I was like, this has, I'm convincing myself that I have a disease where I'm dying and you're trying to unpack like a relationship that has nothing to do with what I'm going through now. Right. And not that we're professionals, but... But, a relationship eight years ago isn't affecting the reason why you want to die. You know? <laughs> or like, like a, why I feel like I'm dying. You moved on. You've slept with a lot of people. So <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I don't know her life. I am her manager. Um, but no, but seriously. So I think about that of like the accessibility of information that she has about you. She's got a fucking file on you. No fucking shit. For like eight years. And she chooses to address the... Okay, yeah. So then she goes into that whole thing. I'm like, yeah, um, I don't... Yeah, I'm like, no, that's not it. Like, I I seriously was straight up like, "Mm, yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So then, that's not... Yeah, so I guess we're unpacking therapists at this point. Then I go into... She's like, oh, now we're at the end of our session. She's like, oh, so, um... What big life events do you have coming up? I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. P.S. I'm moving in with my boyfriend, and double P.S. I'm going cross country with him for ten days, and I've never been out of the country. And she's like, oh, that's like all at once. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, you know. So have you talked to your boyfriend about like you know you're moving in? I'm like, yeah. No shit. She's <laughs> like, well, you know, I remember. This is the worst. This is the worst part where I was getting so angry. Mm-hmm. You know, when therapists are talking about their own lives and like trying to relate their lives to yours, it's like, bitch, I'm paying you to let me talk about myself. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Pause. 
pause. Let me fucking talk about myself. I'm with you. I agree that you should be able to talk about yourself. I thought that that was one of the number one rules of being a therapist. That you're supposed to do that. Know that they didn't talk about themselves. Oh my god, they do it. She does it all the time. Pause. It's not about you. You. It's not. She does it all the time. And I'm like, bitch. It's not about her personal it has experience. It's nothing about you. Stop oh talking God. about you. Okay, because like when I'm... Okay, think about this. So when you're asking me for advice... Right. And I give you advice, and the first thing that I say is, well, in my life... Well, okay. Immediately, wrong. No, wrong. Wrong, because... Your my, life has nothing to do with mine. Exactly. No, she does it all the time. Okay. So, yeah, I remember when I moved in with my husband and X, Y, and Z. I'm like, bitch, I don't fucking care. If anything, if nothing less, like, if nothing else. It makes me more mad. Just let me talk. Like, if you're not, if you're going to try and talk about yourself, like, just let me talk. If I'm paying you, like, just let me fucking talk about my life. I am so gagged, shocked. Right. No, she does it all the time. I'm gagged because so, I think I think I I feel and again I don't I, I'm not trained but I would feel that in that moment you're looking for things that are not comparable. Like you're not looking for someone to give you personal experience. To be honest, bitch, I'm looking for some fucking Xanax. Like I need the I need the flight to be Italy to be okay. Like. <laughs> I'm not condoning fucking drug abuse, but bitch, when I tell you I've never been out of the country and like I'm moving in with my boyfriend, like I think that condones like maybe a fucking tranquilizer pill. I like uh, maybe agreed. However, when I'm having fucking panic attacks up at Penn State, like honey, don't just increase my fucking sertraline dose by 25 milligrams. Like I need something else. Clearly, clearly, clearly. <laughs> Or I'm just going to self-medicate with fucking alcohol. Right. Well, you know, welcome to Friday. And here we are. So here we are. And this is interesting to me. This is very interesting. So but, Okay. I wasn't... I, let me let me back up for a second before you talk. I wasn't up. like... Back up all the way. I mean, that was like maybe... What I was like, <laughs> the words are hard. Maybe I was like... Maybe that's like a sort of thing I was like hoping for. But I'm not like... Right. But I'm not like a drug addict by any means. I'm just like, listen, when I can't function and breathe and like, I feel like I'm going to die. Like, I think maybe that I should have like 25 milligrams of something. I think that that's fine. Right. Because that's what I do. That's what my doctor prescribed to me. Correct. As, you know, when you're feeling extra anxious, this is what you take. But you don't mix this with alcohol. You don't mix this with driving. You become a hermit for 24 hours. So I take Aunt Pam, Lorazepam. When I'm is that what you call her? Andrew, my gay cousin, calls her that. He calls it Aunt Pam. Aunt Pam, that is genius. Yeah, Loreza Pam, Aunt Pam. Aunt because Pam. Because you just need a little slide of, slice of Aunt Pam when you're you feeling uncomfortable. You need to just talk to Aunt Pam. That's what I'm saying. You just gotta... <gasps> That's a thing now. It's a thing. I mean, I think it's a thing between nurses. Oh, is I it? I think that we're late. Oh, that's sad. But what I was saying, what I, what I, what I want to unpack about your situation is that you came in wanting Zoloft. No. you came in you came in wanting xanax you came in wanting xanax and And you didn't tell her that no 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 but also just like fucking real life advice 
on like what maybe I should True. fucking do. True. In those but situations. what you said is that you're looking for Xanax, but you didn't ask for that. Versus when I go to my primary care. Oh, you ask for my it? PCP, my primary care physician. Sorry, could not remember the acronym there. When I go into my PCP, I was like, I'd like, you know, I've had panic attacks. Oh, so you asked for it. Pretty much. See, I don't yeah. think that was like a thing. Like, I think if, like, I found in my mind, if you ask for it, it's like, oh, this person's and, a drug addict. And that is a stereotype with mental health. Because when I went in, I was looking for someone to just tell me, hey, you're anxious, work out. Hey, right. you're anxious, eat better. Hey, you're anxious, deal with it. And that's not what I got. The first suggestion I got from my doctor was, what pills do you want? And I was like, maybe I'm not a pill head. Oh my God. I'm not. <laughs> you know? And I just like, I, I approached that with such a negative attitude of like people who are on medication are broken. Right. And now as someone who's been on medication for 18 months versus eight years, like I am realizing that there's such a stigma. And even among my own family that... They've said things like, do you really need to be on that? You're yeah. Just oh, I comments. get that it's, all the time. It's, it's, and it's not that they don't support me or understand that I'm an anxious person or understand that I have anxiety. Like, I think my family is very supportive and very loving. But the question becomes, are you really needing medication? And in my mind, I'm like, no, because I was raised a certain way. And right. Right. It becomes like a question of like parenthood or something. And like, culture. And like and environment. When act- and in actuality, it's biology and Correct. your body. Yeah. So right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure I understand how people equate like biological things that are wrong with your hormone balance to being raised a certain way. Exactly. And yeah. it's like just deal with it. Just yeah, but it's like own not it. but like just you can take your just and you can just <laughs> shove it up your fucking Hi. ass. If there are four letters of the <laughs> alphabet that I could put up someone's ass, it, it would, would be just J U S T. Get out. Right. Because everyone, oh, let, there's a podcast about just, just waiting to be out there. Yes. Because women use the word just too much. Anyone who's apologizing uses just too much. Everyone Wait. thinks that they can qualify the decisions they're making but by saying, I was just, and that is so yeah. totally Yeah, but wrong. we'll get, yeah, we'll get to that. We will get to that. So, jumping back. Where are you now? So your... okay, yeah. So I'm getting a new fucking therapist. That's my decision. I walked dream. out. I walked out of there more angry than I walked in there, like originally. So say that again. I walked out of there more angry than I did when I walked in. And I think that that is the tea. <laughs> did she just spill it? It's all <laughs> over the ground. She spilled the tea. <laughs> No, but I think that's no, but, true. Yeah, no, you should not leave a therapy appointment more angry. Maybe more inquisitive, more questioning. No, and my boyfriend is a financial advisor, and I was talking to him after, and I was like, I'm so angry right now. Like, I just need to unpack. I didn't say that word, because, like, he's annoying and, like, wouldn't really understand. And it's our word. Yeah, and it's our word. But I was like, I'm so fucking pissed. And he was like, what's wrong? And I, he knew the fact that, you know, I texted her and she didn't answer. And he was, my, my boyfriend's a financial advisor, and he was like, listen to me. If a client fucking texted me on a Friday afternoon about a financial crisis that they had and I emailed them back on a Monday afternoon and was like, oh, sorry, I was in the middle of something I couldn't break from and it got lost. Like I would fully fucking expect to lose that client. I think about the same thing because we deliver drugs on a daily basis. Right. If we were to say, sorry, 
it's kind of, uh, uh, for it got, the, no, no, it no, no, got lost. Like literally word for word. It was like, it got lost. Yeah. We knew you it got wanted, buried. yes, we knew you wanted this drug, but we couldn't get, <laughs> excuse me. I burped. Um, we knew we wanted this drug, but sorry, it couldn't get delivered. It got buried under all the other shit I had to do. And that is not acceptable because no. people are dying from the lack of medication, just like people are, are dying because right. they don't have their mental health in order. And just like people are dying from not having their finances in order, because that adds a whole other level of stress and mental health. Right. So it's, I think, So Mike was know, like, you need to fucking find a new one. You and have I was to like, get it. No, you're so right. You're so right. When you put it in a different perspective, I was like, you're right. Right. Imagine this happening with something that should happen every day. Yeah. Like, imagine if I, as your manager, didn't answer right. you for four days. But it even, honestly, it makes it worse that she's my psychiatrist. Like, it does. It does. This but... is my mental fucking health. That yes. you're just like, oh, yeah. sorry, you got buried. Like, no. Yeah. Sorry, that's inexcusable. I'm sorry, you just told me that I was buried and not important. Not important. So, unpack my mental health or I will find a new psychiatrist. Correct. And which I'm doing. And I think that you should be praised for that. Okay, and that's a wrap on that episode. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. The next episode is going to be about unpacking me. So unpacking Paul and Paul's anxiety. So i um, super excited for you guys to listen and hear that one as well. Um, in the interim, if you don't have time to listen today, you can always follow us on Instagram at let's unpack that underscore podcast. Or you can message us on Gmail at let's unpack that pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.